Welcome back to Cruise Control. It is Monday, October 2nd, 2023. Welcome to Cruise Control, the home of entertainment news. I'm your host as always, Brian Cruz. Happy Monday, everybody. We made it through the weekend, right? Had a good time, did a lot of things, had some fun with their friends, their family, went out there and did something like fishing or something. I don't know. Just had a good time out in the world, right? Well, welcome back, my lovely co-host, Miss Sabrina Vittori. Sabrina, welcome back to Cruise Control. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. Uh, did you get out there in the lakes sometime and uh, put on your waders and uh, do a little fishing this weekend? No or? fishing for me this weekend. I worked all weekend mm-hmm. long, though. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> well, uh, welcome back. Happy to have you here as always, Sabrina. We're going to have a good time tonight, I think. Uh, and it's a Monday, so everybody that's back with us, thank you so much for being here. Hey, what's up, Richard? Hey, hey, Richard Tracy's back. Hey, welcome back. Hi, GR. Hey, GR. Also joining us back here on Cruise Control, he's been here couple times now. Gotta love having him here. We saw him last week. It's Monday. He's back again from Film Vets, actor, writer, and host of the show, Paul Allen Dixon. Paul, welcome back to Cruise Control. How are you doing tonight? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I always have a blast being here and uh, figured out some of the camera issues I was having, so that's great. (laughs) So, yeah, just uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, don't you love when technology just leads you astray? (laughs) Yeah, technology hates me. I swear to God. We, we had that a lot, too. When we were doing this, too, it's like just the audio issues. We had so many, but it's, it just kind of happens. It's the uh, it's the beast of going live sometimes. So, But uh, thank you for being back here. Uh, we got a lot going on. And this, of course, with this industry, you know, people are starting to get back to work with WGA now. We're hoping there's going to be a deal this week. Hey, Ryan, what's going on? Hopefully a deal comes. If it does, that would be some breaking news. First thing that I want to dive right into is, well, I want to talk about Saw for a second because Saw 10 came out this weekend and uh, I was wondering what was going on. Then maybe some people were out there, but uh, it did okay. $18 million opening weekend. Not massive, not huge. Now, if you look at uh, Saw movies going down the line through the past, it's probably the fourth lowest grossing movie is somewhere in there. Like, I think it's like fourth in the bottom. So it's not the lowest grossing, but it's it's down there. You know, the Saw movies done pretty well. Like the best Saw movie out there opening weekend made $33 million and this made 18. So, I mean, that was Saw 3. Saw 1 only made like $18 million opening weekend. So it's pretty much like on par with that too. So not too bad. And it's actually the highest rated Saw movie out there by the critics on Rotten oh, Tomatoes, which I thought was, yeah, interesting, right, Sabrina? Because it was only like, uh, it was a $13 million budget and it made $18 million. So it's got 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's pretty huge. And it takes like a 60 and above, I think it's 75, 75 and above. That makes it actually fresh. So it broke that fresh rating. Great for the uh, the Saw franchise. And they said before we talked about last week, there'd be a sequel if this does well or a continuation as it will. And uh, yeah, it's coming. It's between Saw 1 and 2. That's a correction from last week. So yeah, between Saw 1 and 2, Saw 10. Jeez. Doing pretty good at the box office for itself. It still got beat by Paw Patrol, though. Still got beat by Paw Patrol. So sorry about that. Uh, that game didn't work out for you too well. But something else that's going down is Disney is cracking down on its streaming. That's right, on its password sharing. So Disney Plus right now, they, we talked about this before, it was about to start happening. Well, November 1st is the very first time it's gonna go down in Canada. Because November 1st, they're actually gonna launch their ad tier base. And when that happens, they're gonna initiate this whole process where if you're sharing your password, they can just kick you off Disney Plus, shut you down, freeze your account, shut, uh, stop you from being on there, or make you pay an additional premium like Netflix is doing as well. They're already saying you should initiate that if it's not involved your actual plan. 
and they actually put this out statement saying unless otherwise permitted by the service tier you may not share your subscription outside of your household so disney plus is finally cracking down like netflix and i'm not surprised i'm not surprised right sabrina you're not surprised by this this is bound to happen Right. I mean, I'm more annoyed than surprised by it. But uh, yeah, and I mean, Netflix did it. I think it's going to be a trend that goes with all the streaming services from now on, unfortunately. Yeah, everyone's going to be doing it because it's like they're trying to get more money. It worked well for Netflix. And so they're probably thinking the same thing. Right, Paul? They're thinking, hey, we'll make more money. We got more people out there doing subscriptions. So that'll be income. And, you know, if, if you're a member sharing, then you got to stop that. Right. Uh, it's an ability, like, you know. I, I never uh, understood why they just let people share passwords. I mean, they were losing money from the beginning. Uh, it, it was great for us as consumers because we were getting free stuff, basically. <laughs> but uh, from a business standpoint, it was kind of stupid to do it from the beginning. I think it's it was just inevitable they were going to have to do this because there's only so many people who were going to subscribe and, you know, eventually going to run out of people. So what do you do? Yeah, uh, yeah they're so, the, one of the richest are. companies in the world. I think they can chill out for five seconds and let oh, people I, share their passwords. You know, it's always it comes down to shareholders and the, the amount of money they're getting per quarter and things like that. So even if they do make a lot of money, they want to see, OK, we're making more money this quarter than we did last quarter. And that's that seems like the bottom dollar kind of deal for them. But, yeah, you're right. They are they are doing well for themselves. The least they could do is give us a free password. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they could also make a deal, though, too. And they're going to the table right now with SAG after. So hopefully they make a deal, Bob Iger and everybody else there, because today was the first day they sat down and started talking. And I went till about 5.30, something like that, 6 o'clock today. They were actually negotiating Alf Wilshire at SAG AFTRA. And all the big wigs came in like they did with the WGA strike at the very end. We had, you know, Bob Iger was there. You had Ted Sidaros was there. Zanthoff was there. I mean, they were all sitting down to have a moment to talk to him. And Donna Langley, too, were trying to figure out if they could make a deal happen this week. Hopefully they can. They're not meeting again until Wednesday. So they're taking a day off. Okay, hopefully it's going well. There's not really much information. There was an insider that was there saying, like, no one's going in this overly excited, saying this is going to happen right away, or assuming that it's going to be easier because the writers have made a deal. And they're saying, we'll have to wait and see what they bring to the table, which they're not saying right now, then they're going to go from there, of course. And I hope a deal comes this week because people want to get back to work. And it's been going on for a long, you know, way too long. And, and WGA is still saying solidarity. They're going to still stand the picket line if they're not working, that is, to help picket with SAG after to push this forward. So, and to make a deal happen, and a fair deal, because they need a fair deal. It's about time, you know? I don't know. Like, I keep going back and forth about this, thinking to myself, like, the fact the writer's got a deal, does that really mean that SAG after will sign this? week and i keep thinking that oh yeah maybe it will be but it may will there's also the counter you know argument that they have plenty of time people can start writing and they don't need actors right away so maybe they will wait it out and take a little bit longer with this but if they're willing to sign a deal now are we gonna have a deal this week what do you think paul we gonna have a deal or you think this is gonna be you know just that's just hopeful information hopeful hopeful news i think it's I think it's okay to be hopeful. I I think it's okay to be, stay positive especially after seeing the WGA getting their deal done but uh i personally think it's going to take a little more time i i mean i was ex i was hoping today would be the day since they went back into negotiations but here we are we're still back at you know not having a deal so mm -hmm. it's probably going to take a week or two maybe less maybe yeah. by the end of the week i don't know 
yeah, that fingers crossed. And I mean, the fact is that yeah. their statement too was very vague, just like they did with WGA last week or the other week when they were doing, they were like, yeah, we're going to sit down again. It went well. We're going to, you know, go over some more things on Wednesday. And that's all they said. And they started at noon today and they went to like five or six. So then not a lot of time, but it's like, I think dipping their toes in the water, right? Sabrina, just trying to see where we're at right now since July 14th and to see if we can have some kind of push forward. Do you think this is going to happen soon, Sabrina? Or do you agree that maybe it's going to take a little bit more time? Uh, I mean, I think we're heading in the right direction, you know, like they're the writers securing a deal is definitely super helpful. Um, and it also means that the AMPTP is ready to, you know, give a little bit because they were kind of stuck on stupid for quite a while. Um, but I think it's still it's still going to be a little bit more time uh, with the actors. The AI thing is a little bit more pressing than it is for the writers or it's a little bit more. What's the right word? Uh, threatening, uh, fucked up. Um, scary <laughs> like with the writers it's a little it's a little bit different um I, you know but with, with the actors like there's i don't know there's there's gonna be uh a deal soon i hope i just don't think it's gonna be like this week you know maybe next week hopefully um and then theoretically like i, I don't really think much is gonna start happening until after the holidays you know, because once everything's good to go and contracts are signed and they're ratified, then, you know, people have to go into pre-production. Pre-production takes a hot minute. You know, shows that were shut down and currently shooting, they may be able to go right back to work. But I don't think that there's a lot uh, of, you know, those productions that are going to be able to immediately jump back on the horse. I think we're going to be still slow until January. Yeah, there's going to be some that maybe you're right, Sabrina, can get back there. And, and Richard Tracy, you're right. It makes no sense to have writers and no actors. It doesn't make any sense. But that's the way these contracts work. It's like they couldn't negotiate with the actors until they figured out a deal with the writers. They're not going to negotiate at the same time. It's just not allowed. So they have to do one and the other. And so the hope is that, you know, this will snowball into, okay, we'll get a deal with the actors now. And they gave on AI with them. Why would they not give it on AI with us? But there's also the whole idea that AI is a lot different for actors than it is for writers. It just is. Different paperwork, different uh, agreements you need to reach, and there's a lot of stuff that's money-wise they have to figure out. So, and you know, the hope is that the AI machine will not destroy everything. That's that's, that's the hope. And that when the deal comes, we'll be like, all right, cool, we're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay because AI can do really bad things. I mean, if you ask Robin Williams' daughter, that's true thing, or Tom Hanks, because there's stuff going on right now with AI that I laughed about. That Tom Hanks actually had this AI commercial come out for a dental company, and ever and everyone's like, oh, and Tom Hanks is doing an AI dental group dental plan commercial and then he's like nah no nah, guys I'm not and Tom Hanks actually said beware there's a video out there promoting some dental plan with an AI version of me I have nothing to do with it and then he and the fact is they pushed a picture up there I can show you the picture he put up there uh but I was laughing because I'm like it looks like like it looks like you know young version of Tom Hanks maybe a little bit of Colin Hanks in there too you know but uh yeah he were putting this out there today and he has to put this news out being like no 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 that's not me but also it's funny because there was somebody else talking about this today too and that was Robin Williams daughter and she was saying that her her husband her husband her dad actually his likeness has been used well as the voice that is people have been using his voice to re replicate like Whatever they want to say, they're using AI to make his voice. And she said, it's scary. She said, I've already heard AI use his voice to say whatever people want. And while I find it personally disturbing, the ramifications go far beyond my own feelings. Living actors deserve a chance to create characters with their choices to voice cartoons and put their human effort and time into the pursuit of performance. Again, she's saying that AI shouldn't be doing this, you know, and again, her father was very influential and it sucks. I can't imagine what that's like, like, especially because Robin Williams said the whole thing being like, nobody can use 
use my my voice or my likeness. See, it was a contract when his death, it was like, like 20 years or something like that he had signed on his in his will, so they couldn't reuse his likeness. And there are people who are using AI though, and how do you fight that? And even Tom Hanks was saying the same thing. How do you fight it? It's a legality thing. He goes, it's really creative, it's, there's a lot of art to it, but there's a lot of legalities to it. So I don't know, I think this is just pushing forward where this is going right now with the AI stuff, hence why SAG is working towards this. Because you see, it's already slipping through the cracks where stuff is happening like this. Like, who, like people are thinking this is actually Tom Hanks, you know? And people would probably think that that's actually Robin Williams doing those voiceovers. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, doing all that stuff, you know? But but it's not him. So it's it's a scary time, and it's something we got to be thinking about as we're moving forward with these contracts and with everything we put out there, right, Sabrina? Because there's whole films that are doing this. Do you think that this is just like this is like, just like the breadcrumb of like you know this huge thing that's going to be happening? That there's going to be more AI coming because this, we're going to see more stuff like this slipping through the cracks. I mean, I hope not. That's really a, a huge violation uh, of your person. Like, I don't, I don't understand how they could just do that. There has to be a legal situation where, like, he could sue them or have to have to get it taken pulled down, or like, or, or is there not? Is it like a loophole? Like, I don't know. I don't understand. But it's really fucking scary. Um, and also, randomly, um, I was driving to work this morning. And I was listening to TuneIn and. And there's some commercial for like a country music station that really sounds exactly like Tom Hanks. I don't see his face, so I don't know if it's him, but it was also creepy. And when you said this, I was like, oh my God, I wonder if uh, they, they're doing the same thing. I don't know. It was like for some country music station, it was ridiculous. That's how Tom Hanks um, feels about it. Uh, Queen uh, Glamazona, my darling, hello. Um, you're absolutely right. It's hard to, you know, having things come out without promotion is definitely a problem. It's an issue. Um, I'm actually, I was really excited to see the creator. Uh, I'm still gonna see it, but it has been getting some seriously mixed reviews and not not a lot of a uh, box office presence. Um, also, that's yes, he they did for um, uh, Polar Express, but that was you know with his consent, and you know they were using his voiceover. You know what I mean? Um, so that's like a little bit of a different situation. Um, but then like you know just taking people's voice and taking people's images and recreating things is absolutely awful. Like that's I, I don't I don't there has to be something. There really has to be something that you could do about this. Like, I don't, and not even just with the with the actors' contracts. Like, once once that's worked out, that's a different ballgame. But legally, can a random dentist company like piece together your image and use your fucking voice? Uh, that's a like, good question. A I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. And that's that's what I'm saying. That's why these contracts are They're so important right now. High too, Tom Hanks. I mean. Like, ah, he, won't, he won't notice. They should have picked Joe Jonas or something. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Seems weird. I don't like it. I, I know. It's, it's, it's crazy. Paul, what do you think? Do you think that more of these things are going to happen regardless of this contract happen? Will the contract actually stop this from being a thing that's going to get out of hand? I think the AI is scary. Uh, when it comes down to it, this, this whole thing is, uh, it, it shouldn't happen. They, they yeah. should not have to go through uh, having their loved ones who were, you know, these icons in the past being taken advantage of after they're gone. And that seems like what they're doing. And uh, it kind of reminds me of not, not exactly AI, but they use the uh, technology to bring back George Reeves to be Superman in the flash. Yeah. And a lot of people are upset about that because George Reeves was vehemently against playing Superman. He wasn't a fan of doing it. So it's like almost being forced back into being a character. It's so weird.
Yeah, you're right about that George Reeves thing. The George Reeves is just like, and that's Uncanny Valley too. And that's also like there was uh, one person from uh, uh, Stranger Things. I think the creator of Stranger Things put it out when the Duffer Brothers uh, image was like, if we don't get actors back, we're gonna have actors like this. And they posted a picture of the actors like all AG or CGI AI built and it looked ridiculous, you know. And it's like nobody wants that. And it's just you know, there's a lot of these actors. They don't want that when after they die. They don't want they, they want to be that's it. That's their performance. But unfortunately, like Tom Hanks said after he's dead too they could be doing this too he's like it's it's a weird time and he's like you can't really like how do you stop it unless you get a fair deal where it gets taken care of but then there's still people out there independently that'd be using it all the time you know George really looks terrible he did look terrible he did yeah he did look terrible on that it was just like I, it looked horrible. All everybody, even even Nick Cage, who actually filmed material for the movie, looked horrible in that too. It's like how are they? How are they actually film something? And they look like they just CGI'd him after the fact. I, it's just it's just odd to me. But that's what the thing. It's like the way of cutting corners, making things cheaper, and people think, oh, it'll just it'll just work. It'll just work. You know, it's there. It's there. It's not there. And even when it's in there, you're losing a lot of people's like personality and the the humanity in their performance too. So they a big lawsuit. The name to star and stop it. Gr says, yeah, you're right. Or it couldn't. Someone like Tom Hanks, maybe he'll go after these people. You never know. A lot of CGI cameos. Yeah, again, yeah, you're right, Richard Tracy. The CGI cameos were the worst in The Flash. CGI in general, I guess, was yeah. very terrible in, in The Flash. Yeah, I wanted it to be great. I wanted it to be great. I was so excited about like Nick Cage coming in there, too, and it was just like, womp, womp. Even the director put a big thing out about it, too. But that's why we need these deals to come into play to actually help these actors out so we don't have these problems down the line. And I just don't I just don't know if, uh, if it's going to end, though, because people are doing AI movies online paul have you ever seen the wes anderson ones online where they actually just have ai do all the wes anderson trailers have you seen yeah, those I, yeah i've seen those and uh at first it was kind of cool it was like wow they're doing this and and then after doing some research into it and watching videos like there's this uh youtuber named patrick patrick h willem and he dissected why it's kind of bullshit because <laughs> it's it's kind of just saying okay uh if you put a character in this scenario looking straight at the camera you got a wes anderson film and it's so much more complicated than that it's so much more you, you <laughs> yeah everybody's like oh this is wes anderson if he did star wars and it's not it's just it you have the a similar aesthetic to wes anderson but it's not a it doesn't compare with Wes Anderson films. And I think, I think there's a misconception of like, Oh, we can easily do this. And you can't, uh, there's, there's something about a director like Wes Anderson or, you know, say Christopher Nolan, he's going to bring something that AI will never bring to the table. And I don't think yeah. that'll ever be replaced. It's all like for them, it's all numbers and just like little pieces they're putting together. The AIs, they can never have that, you know, that creative art that these, you know, performers and these directors are putting out there. It's just, it's just not yeah. the same. Uh, and then uh, Richard Trace said, the weird thing is the director of The Flash is being allowed to make a Batman film. I actually thought the Batman sequences he did were actually pretty great, Muschietti. But yeah, uh, but again, like hopefully there's no big like, you know, CG stuff and it looks like that again. They said that was a choice. I don't know if that was a good choice. Doesn't make a good choice. I, I Nobody think really Andy liked Bushetti it. is a great director. I think the flash was just, it was a combination of bad timing and bad CGI. And, but if you watch any of his other films, he's, he's an excellent and very competent director. So I think he can make a great Batman movie, but he needs to take the lesson from this film and just apply it to the Batman yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I hope he does. And I think he is a great director too. I just hope he does learn great, from it, you know? Great comment, yeah. Queen. That was good.
Yeah. <laughs> what was that? They love to reward. She, Queen Glamazona said that they love to reward uh, failure at Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Well, they they got to keep it going. You know, they got to keep trying something till it works. That's just what it is. And you know, they they keep that rebooting again, rebooting again. They're hoping this works that time, but. I don't know this whole this whole strike thing. It's just like it feels like it's never going to end. It's a dream you can't wake up from. And there's a lot of people that have been struggling. And a bill actually went across Gavin Newsom's desk that said, "Hey, we're going to give you unemployment during this time if you're during the strike. You know, it's going on if you're a writer or an actor. Now, of course, at this point, it's pretty much just the actors. There are writers that still aren't working. Of course, that's like hey, push a button, everybody's back to work. So people were asking for unemployment insurance. It went through the House or the Senate, and then went over to Gavin Newsom's desk, and he went to go sign it, and he said no. He vetoed it. So a lot of people have been kind of mad about this has happened, but Gavin Newsom said like any expansion of eligibility for the unemployment benefits could increase California's outstanding federal UI debt projected to be nearly $20 billion. And by the end of the year, it could jeopardize California's benefit cost ratio, adding to the state, uh, which is, uh, which is the responsible for interest payments of the federal unemployment loan has paid $32.7 million already. And they owe $302 million right now. It's due this month. So it's like, they, I guess he's trying to say that they owe a lot of money already. This is an increase the amount of money they're going to owe so they can't afford it in California. And he said at this time, it doesn't make sense to increase the cost and incur a sizable debt. So that's why he said he wasn't going to actually let this happen and go through. So he vetoed it. So there's a lot of people that are really upset about it. But the thing is, too, and uh, the strike will eventually end sooner or later. You're right, Richard Tracy. But the thing is, like, if this did pass on his desk, it wouldn't actually go through until January. So, I mean, at that point, everybody should be back to the work. So people probably wouldn't be able to get it right now. So there's that fact. But there's also the fact that, you know, people are just asking. I know, like, you know, uh, Writers Guild of Miracle West, they came out and they made a statement about it, too. And they said they go, uh, you know, the whole thing they were saying that the, the dismissal of the working people that have supported him, they said. And I don't know. For me, though, it's like he's looking at the numbers and stuff. It does suck. If you're if right now, if you're suffering and this was something you were hoping that was going to come through and help you out right now, unfortunately, it's not going to happen. And it sucks. But I bet there are people that are probably still getting it. But if it's just your base, your basis for unemployment is of a strike, then they're not going to give it to you. So are you shocked by this, Sabrina? You think this is a surprise to say he, that he vetoed this? Do you think this is going to pass? Uh, I, I am a little bit shocked because of how supportive he is normally with with things with people with the pandemic he was super like they let um people in california get uh that boosted unemployment for longer than any other state um they also like uh gave everyone extensions and stuff like that um it's just i don't know it, it's uh, i'm i'm a little surprised but in in all honesty the fact that the film business is not going on here like it's that the, that the, the jobs are not happening has cost California as a state's economy, like a huge billions and billions of dollars in loss, like from not having uh, the film business currently active in California. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I am a little bit surprised. I thought he would pass it. Um, it's very unfortunate. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't work in his office. I don't know what kind of 30, he said it was something three, $3.8 billion a month that they are paying. And yeah, in, interest or something fucking Some, weird yeah 3.2 i don't know i'm not that is the, the not not my world um i but I, I i wish he would have helped it's really kind of fucked up but um and I'm, i am a little bit surprised but i don't i mean I, I hope i hope this whole thing wraps itself up quickly and we can you know move on and, and, and get back to work but it you know it's unfortunately it's just not like everyone that's currently involved in this is gonna be able to just step into a job even if the strike doesn't so it's, it's kind of shitty 
Yeah, that's why I said there's no magic button. It's like, yeah, the deal's made, but not every writer's going back to work. That was the big thing they were fighting for, too, was, you know, more jobs for more pay because they were saying there weren't as many jobs because they, you know, they were cutting the writers per production. That was just something that's been happening. So I don't know. What do you think, Paul, think this is going to affect a lot of people? Or do you think that this would have passed that it wouldn't have mattered because it was so far out? Yeah, I know. I, I, it's hard to say. Uh, we, we won't see the effects of this for a little while, but I think... Uh, I think the optics on it are bad. I think no matter what way you put it, I, I, not not helping the union strikers doesn't look good. Um, I will say I am a fan of Newsom. I voted for him, but uh, it, it's hard to say that he's doing the wrong thing because he's looking at a bigger picture than people that are on the line. And he's saying, well, if we do this, it's going to affect the economy later on or it's going to affect other people so I don't know if that's true, though. It could be just him trying to save face. Make an excuse. Right. Yeah, maybe he yeah. could be making an excuse or he could be 100 percent right. Uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah. He seems like a smart individual from every interview I've ever seen with him. So maybe maybe he sees something we don't. And we're jumping to this conclusion that we we need the help and we do. But maybe that could lead to something worse. And I I hope that's not the case. I, I don't know. Uh I just I hate the situation. I just hate. Yeah. I hate that we're all in the situation where the the lives of people are, and I don't put the blame on Newsom because this this goes wholeheartedly to the AMTPP. Uh, sorry, AMPTP, and the fact that they could have made a deal a long time ago, and, and that, they could have. If you look at the WGA deal, they got almost everything they wanted. And it was easy for them to make the deal. They didn't want to make the deal because they were greedy. And that's what we're dealing with. I put, the blame, I put the blame squarely on that. Yep. I, I say so too. And it's like, how much can you really do? I mean, I think it could affect him. I know in the chat, people are like, what's the nanny saying about this? Uh, well, the nanny negotiator herself hasn't said anything about this yet because she was probably at the meeting all day actually discussing the new contract. So she hasn't made a statement about this that I've seen so far, but I'm imagining that she'll probably say something about this week. Uh, she'll probably be like, hopefully get a fair deal. Probably the same thing like Paul's saying that the AMPTP are the people that need to actually step up now and make a deal for the actors because they're suffering and the state can't help them right I mean, now a lot of people think that this is all by design like they I, waited specifically this long on purpose you know what i mean like because it's yeah. beneficial to them to ha- operate this whole year at a loss you know what i mean it's like a, a, a i wish goldie was here because he could talk about this way better than i can we should probably save it for him but um it's like a force ma- force majeure type of thing which i just learned what it was but goldie told me the other day i had no idea what it was so i'm not going to talk about it in that way the specific definition but there's like a, it's like an act of nature type of situation so if there's a strike it's a choice right but if it goes on for a certain amount of time like I'm, you know sometimes it's 90 days sometimes it's 60 days but like whatever then that's null and void and it's a force so basically um if there's if, if they strung it along for a certain amount of time then they can get like then their insurance companies will pay all of the things you know that that they were like the, the actor contracts the, the production designers contracts because the, they've always paid contracts out there with a lot of people a lot of talent you know and so they'll be able to save all of that money on all of those things and operate the year at a loss which will help them also tax-wise so like it's it's they're fucking us so that they can, you know, eventually, uh, you know, it, it will hurt the company less. And they just they don't care. They came in for that second time with with the um, what's it called? Uh, they came in with the uh, second offer. And it basically was like, you should you should just take the you offer. Just take the offer yeah. like, who does that? How is that a thing? 
He is brilliant, Queen. Very brilliant. Yeah, Goldie. Yeah. Ryan. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. That's it's a thing. It's a lot. A lot of people feel that way, honestly. And um, you know, I think that there's a lot of validity to it. Honestly, it makes perfect sense. Um, next time we have him on, we'll have him explain it because I did that no justice. Yeah, that, that is something that, that we've been hearing more and more that it is a tax write-off. That it could be a whole thing they can get all this paid for at the end of the day. So, and they, if they have to wait that long to do it, they're going to do it. They're not going to just sign a deal in the middle of that. They're going to be like, oh, no, no, I'll just wait to write that shit off. People suffer. Who cares? You know. And that's thing. Like, and then I saw Lexi put in the chat earlier too that you know maybe this is exaggerated the Gavin Newsom thing. I've heard that too. Yeah. People are saying that maybe he was exaggerating some numbers. I don't know, but you know, regardless, I don't think it would have been the help that it could have been. But it would have been nice for people right now. And I think it's logistically probably doesn't look good on his desk that he didn't pass it because, again, he I think he's only vetoed like it's been like, some, like 16 things out of like hundreds that he's gone across his desk. But yeah, I, was but surprised. I, don't, I don't know all the logistics for it, but I know that it's going to affect people. If you were excited about it, we'd like to pass this news on to you that it's not going to be happening because, unfortunately, it's one of those things that people were hoping for. And it really passed very fast getting up to his desk. So people thought it was a no brainer that it was going to pass. And, you know, unfortunately, didn't make it so. If you're looking forward to it, I'm sorry about that, everybody. It's not going to happen. But I got to tell you, something that everybody's probably looking forward to is Beyonce's new concert movie. That's right, because Beyonce is battling out with Taylor Swift, everybody. Because I saw this, and you know, this has been something that people have been talking about online because Taylor Swift, you know, was doing so well with her heiress tour coming out to theaters, AMC, then it branched out to more theaters. And it's already they're projecting to make $100 million opening weekend. And people are going nuts about Taylor Swift, like good old Tay Tay doing this movie based off her tour. Well, Beyonce, she decided maybe it's something I'm going to do, too. And I think this has been in the works for a long time because this whole renaissance tour that she's been doing, and that's what the movie is actually based off of, it's going to go through her whole renaissance tour, parts of the whole way from when it started all the way now where it ended in Kansas when she announced this with the actual trailer coming out for the renaissance movie. And uh, Beyonce actually said online, you know, people were like messaging her about it when it came out, and she's like, be careful what you ask for because I might just comply. Because, of course, people were asking, like, why are you doing this Beyonce Beyonce Taylor is doing it you should do it and you know the tickets just went on sale last night so I'm guessing tonight we're probably gonna find out how it did its first 24 hours we'll see how it matches up to Taylor Swift this is funny it's a weird time in entertainment where it's like these big box offices might actually be from musicians which it never was before because the content's just not there for movies and there's some movies coming out i'm not gonna lie like so we just talked about but they're not doing well as this is looking it's very interesting i it blows my mind a little bit but beyonce said this and let's i kind of have it i have it here because i know in case we want to watch it, i have the trailer here so let's just check this out together and we'll talk about it here's the trailer for her renaissance tour movie coming to amc when i am performing i am nothing Free. <laughs> Is it recording? The goal for this tour was to create a place where everyone is free and no one is judged. Start fresh, create the new. That's what the Renaissance is about. Beyonce! Welcome to Mother's Mind.
certain way. We walk a certain way. We talk a certain way. We paint a certain way. We, we make love a certain way. At any point, they could close their eyes and be right back there and take it with them. What do you think about this tool? I feel liberated. I have transitioned into a new animal. All of these things we do in a different This is much different than I thought it was gonna be. It's like, because the Taylor Swift one was very much like, it looked like a normal performance piece kind of, you know, tour because a lot of people couldn't see the, you know, see hers because of the whole Ticketmaster fiasco, everything that went down. But this looks like it's more trying to be a film about, you know, what she stands for, what she's doing with this tour, her life, you know, where she comes from. It looks like more of a, it's more of a it is more of a documentary yeah. than an actual tour. Like a behind the scenes you, situation. Sabrina, do you think this is going to do as well as Taylor Swift? Because hers really is based off of, you know, people not seeing that concert and this seems like this is more just like a film about her uh yeah no taylor swift's is it's it is her concert like so you're gonna go in there and it's gonna be like watching her concert on a tv screen you know what i mean or a movie screen whatever um so yeah i mean it's it's a different thing this is absolutely a film um i'm sure they'll you know play some bits of the concert absolutely but like i think it's gonna be more behind the scenes type of situation like you know her traveling and um you know like like you said what she stands for it seems like um i don't know I, I think it's a totally different thing it's comparing apples and oranges uh taylor swift though did sell out her her movie tickets in like i don't know 23 minutes or something for like all of the performances so um i i'm I, i'm not sure what uh happened with beyonce's tickets but if they're still still available there's been no big word you know? about it yet but it's also not the same thing. It's not yeah. like, like you like you were saying, like a lot of people couldn't get to go to her show because either they, you know, people were scalping tickets and they couldn't afford it or, you know, that uh, <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah. or that uh, they just couldn't have access to the tickets, you know, so I just I, I think it's a very different thing. Um, absolutely. And I think that, you know, Beyonce fans are still going to absolutely go watch this. And, you know, like we had mentioned before, like there's not a shit ton of stuff coming out to the theaters and people are holding movies back because the actors can't do press and like all these things. So, you know, if it gets people out and going to the movie theaters and, you know, helps keep that, uh, spirit alive, then, you know, I'm all for it. Yeah, uh, and I like how Richard uh, Richard Tracy. I always want to call him. You know, and we're not that close yet. We're not that close yet, Dick. One day I'll call him. I can't call him Dick yet. But Richard, uh, you know, I, I I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't think I'm have any kind of thing in this either. Like I'm, I saw it. I'm like, hey, it looks okay. I'm like, I feel like the Taylor Swift one's gonna do better. I hate to say it. Now there's Beyonce fans are gonna hate on me, but I feel like the Taylor Swift's gonna do better because it is like a lot of buzz about not being able to see that concert. And it's a formulaic concert piece as opposed to a documentary, but maybe this will do well. I just don't see it blasting through the theaters and going as crazy as Taylor Swift's will. But oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, but it's Paul, a different thing. It's, it's a different like, thing. It's like you know, it's like watching a Beatles concert, or watching a Beatles docu documentary. Different people are going to watch those things. It's true. You know what I mean, like unless you're like you know whatever a diehard fan, but like if you're going to watch a concert in a movie theater, which I personally think is weird. Um, you know, I had, I don't know, it's just, it's a lot. I don't know, like, I, I, the whole point of going to a concert is to like experience it live. But if you can't go and this is the only way that you can see her, then I guess, okay. But it just, it doesn't, it, like, I, this is more of a movie, which belongs in a movie theater. 
Um, you know, so I'm, I, 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 again, apples and oranges. I don't think it's a comparison. On tour, though, Beyonce and Taylor Swift uh, both um, made, uh, like, about the same amount of money. You know, Beyonce's tour was shorter than Taylor's. Taylor's went longer um, or is going longer. But, uh, you know, they they were, they what do they call them? Beyond Swift or something like that? She had a, she had a Barbenheimer, <laughs> Barbenheimer thing. It was like a whole thing because they both were nice. selling out concerts everywhere. Were they trying to do like you know a Saw I mean? Patrol for this last weekend too or something like that? I would sleep but, through one of these. Trust me, with all the screaming girls, there's no way you can sleep through the yeah, concert. I, I, I promise I don't you, know, especially Richard. Taylor I, Swift. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But Paul, what do you think? Is this a weird renaissance for musicians to be coming to theaters? Do you think this would be a trend that these do well, that more people do? Because before it never really worked out too well. But if these two make it big, do you think more people will do it? Oh, yeah. I mean, Hollywood's all about money. And if these are making money, they'll make more of them. Uh, I'm with Sabrina, though. I don't really see the point of going to see a concert if it's not live. That's that's just not me. I will say that the Beyonce trailer gives more information as to, like, behind the scenes as opposed to just mm -hmm. the concert. So that's something that's a little more interesting to me. Um, yeah. But I don't think I'll, I still don't think I'll go see it, but uh, you know, if people enjoy it and they, they don't have any other way of seeing the concert. Yeah. It's, it's great. Um, I, I used to watch concerts uh, live, you know, uh, uh, on VHS. I'd watch like rage against the machine three eleven, uh, And they all had a bit of the behind the scenes of what they were doing before they went on stage. And, uh, I was fascinated with that stuff. So maybe it'll be something akin to that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, people are blowing up here too. Like Lexi was saying in the chat that she's not relevant. Passionate I don't know. People. Very passionate people. About <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I know Swifties and Beyonce's. She is really, she is very relevant. Uh, she is extremely, they both are, but she's super, she's older than Taylor. What are you, an ageist, Lexi? What the fuck? I'm going to call them Beyonce's. Beyonce's and Swifties, they're no, going to jack has, it out. They're she has fight. a name. Her fans have a name. I don't know what they're called. Does anybody know I, the proper name I, of Beyonce's fans? Are Beyonce and Taylor Swift like Marvel and DC now? Is that is that what's happening? I think no, so. They just I think be, so. They just happen to be touring at the same time and they were both, They're you know, they're, they're, they're both wildly popular tours you know what i mean so like they're it's basically um you know they they were saying that uh taylor swift beyonce and barbie were driving the economy like for a while like because you know, they, they're I, like i, I like what richard said about competing concerts uh if you watch scott pilgrim versus the world I want that. Oh, I, I want them actually fighting <laughs> like across. That would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> versus like, it's like Beyonce versus Swift. Let's go. You know? I, yeah. I, I, I watch it. Yeah. I watch that too. Mm -hmm. That'd be awesome. It's kind of like the lip sync battle uh, show, but like actually people performing. I'm, I'm, I'd be into that. They're missing something yeah. here right now. They, they say they didn't do this right at all. They should have done some kind of battle movie. That'd be great. Maybe they can do like a mishmatch and they can shoot some B footage of them just fighting and throw all together and that would make millions of dollars. Well, in eight mile, they have rap battles. So. It's true. Some, they they could have something like that. That might do very well. I mean, there's also the rumor that Taylor Swift's going to be in Deadpool. That's something that's been going around, too. But there's a lot of a lot of Marvel stuff happening. And speaking of Marvel, I want to talk about the Marvels. I want to talk about well, talk about the X-Men. The X-Men. I want to talk about the X-Men, finally. Because the X-Men, they're, they're going to be moving forward. They're finally looking for scribes for the X-Men. Now, of course, the writers were on hold because they couldn't be writing. And now that the writer's strike is done, Marvel finally put a statement out there that they're actually taking meetings with different writers from across the board with different 
an idea to sit down and pitch some ideas for what the next X-Men movie is going to be. Now, they're going to take the whole fall to do this. They're going to take the whole fall, meet different meetings, talk to different people about it, and try to figure out what their metal, or their, their, their idea is, and with what those, the other people, the writers are bringing forward, what they can actually create to make the best X-Men movie. Because again, it's been a long time since we had an X-Men movie. It'll be the first time for Marvel when they acquired 20th Century Fox. Like, it's been, it's been too long. We've been waiting for it forever. There was a clause they couldn't recast anybody until 2025. And so that's why they had to sit on this, this franchise for a long time. I'm talking about the original X-Men. They just couldn't recast them. It was part of their contracts. When they bought the company, that's what they inherited. So that was it. So they've been sitting on Now, of course, Deadpool is finally moving forward. And of course, Ryan Reynolds probably had that same kind of contract. That's why he's fine being it. Again, we're probably getting Hugh Jackman being Wolverine because he's under that same kind Woo! of contract. Again, Patrick Stewart, you know, being out there, oh, I'm going to be in that movie. Of course he's going to be in that movie because he's under that contract too. It's not 2025. If they want to do this Marvel stuff, they have to, but I'm great. I'm really grateful they're actually moving forward and having some kind of conversations about X-Men because it's been sitting in the back end for a long time. Of course, X-Men 97, the continuation of the 90s cartoon is coming out next year. I've been waiting on that. That was delayed. That was pushed. And I can't wait to see that because I was a big fan of that cartoon growing up. But I've been waiting for a live action X-Men movie. We all are. If you're a fan of Marvel, you've been waiting to see what Marvel's going to do with it. But they haven't done anything. They're saying beginning of 2024, they'll announce some more stuff for hopefully release date that we announced after that, after they have a writer on board and they have a team assembled and they're starting to work on this concept and build it forward. But I'm excited about it. And uh, I think, I mean, I think the world could be excited about it too, honestly. Finally, some movement. That's what we want. Yes. Sabrina, what do you think? Is this a good idea that they're actually finally sitting down and doing this? Are you surprised by the timing of this? And do you think that this is going to happen anytime soon though? Uh, that's a lot of questions. Um, no, I mean, I'm not surprised because I don't think they're going to do shit for a hot minute anyway. It doesn't matter. Like, they, I, I don't, I, I, I'm super, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think it's, they always, like, announce these, like, 28-year plans. Like, Star Wars does it, Marvel does it, DC's doing it now. They're like, you know, when you're 47, we're going to have, like, three movies, then they're going to be these. I'm like, I don't know, like, just. Shut the fuck up until you're doing something. I don't understand. It's like, we don't just, I don't, it's not like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, what are you doing? Of course, the writer's strike just ended. Now you're going to fucking get people to pitch some ideas. That makes sense. Sure. You know, but like, rain it the fuck in. You have a 48 year slate. We're, we're, we're waiting for all those movies. So <laughs> yep. maybe, maybe we don't need it right now. Maybe we need your announcement when it's actually relevant. I want to see it though, Sabrina. And Richard Very Tracy funny. says that he wants to see a movie where the government sends out the Sentinels to hunt down the X Men. I like that. I would I, watch that, that. That could be good. That Maybe be... we should get you in the room to pitch to these people, Richard Tracy. Yeah, bring your script ideas because they're they're meeting with everybody apparently. So not everybody, but probably some big wigs that they you know they haven't announced who it's going to be. But the fact that they finally have some traction because they've been very quiet about the X Men besides the Deadpool rumors. Everyone's talking about that because that's the only little hint of the X Men besides the end of the Marvels where they play that. that Na, happening. Na, na, na. That's happening at least. Yeah. Talk about that all you want. It's happening. It's happening. You know? That's big. That's it's, real. That's real. This is just, again, ideas going out on a page. Eventually, hopefully, someday, eventually, again, they'll still set. I don't shoot it. I don't know. But it's a long time coming. <laughs> I don't know. Paul, what do you think? Do you think this is actually good? We got some movement on this. Or are you kind of like, does this even matter right now? I mean, yeah. It, it, it reminds me of the Fantastic Four rumors how we're mm. constantly getting like someone's cast as Mr. Richards, uh, Reed Richards and uh, Mr. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. And the next day someone else is coming. It's just like, I just want definite answers. Like Sabrina was saying, it's it just, it's a little overwhelming also I, I, or underwhelming, I guess. And uh, I, 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 we haven't even got Deadpool three, which is going to include Hugh Jackman. So I don't know. 
I don't know what to say about this. I, the only thing I can do is hope that they do something interesting and different from what they've done before. And uh, the rumor is that Wolverine will not be in the first X-Men movie, which I would love. And uh, concentrate on Cyclops being the leader because he's honestly my favorite character. He's he's so underutilized in the movies. He's he's the leader of the X-Men. He's like Captain America in the way he leads them. And I, I want him to step up and be the lead in the movies. But besides that, uh, I would love to see a kind of play on the version of the X-Men comic that recently came out, which was called House of X Powers to 10. Yeah, that that picture is, uh, I believe, from it. And it's where nice. Professor X and Magneto team up and create a mutant island uh, getaway for mutants. And they accept all mutants and they create their own society. Um, they, they, I, it, it was amazing. And every time the X-Men die, which happens in the first issue, they all get wiped out and Xavier has found a way to resurrect everybody if they die. So it's just wow. it's a, such a great comic. I hope they did do something like that. That would be what well, I think that's the hope, though, too, for a lot of fans is actually go to the source material a little bit more because the original X-Men movies for, for what they were, I think they were good for their time. It brought a lot of great moments, but they didn't really they kind of did their own thing. They took a lot of liberties, I feel like, too. But that was Fox, too. And I feel like they could have gone into more of the comics. So maybe they couldn't because they didn't have the rights. You know, maybe they had to write stuff uh, really good at jumping that information before it's finalized. Lexi says in the modern world, I think it comes from a desire to see it more than waiting to hear the facts. Yeah, everybody's waiting to hear. Everybody's excited about it. They just get excited. Like, oh, then they start speculating. Hence why we have a million different casting like, speculations for Deadpool 3. Because everybody's like, oh, maybe this person can do it. And then people are let down, just like they were let down by Doctor Strange, because like Doctor Strange, everyone thought that everybody was going to be in it too. And then it just, you can't really, you can't really do everything that you want to do. Like Marvel's not going to be able to do it all. They're just going to try to do what they can. And hopefully we enjoy the end of the day, but fans go nuts about it because they want to see the source material out there and they want to see some good. I love that idea, Paul. I think that'd be great if they went that route, but I mean, we have no idea. Maybe someone After will pitch Secret that. Invasion, they need to do something. That was terrible. Well, Loki, look, I hope Loki's good. I hope Loki's good too. That comes out this oh, week. I'm so excited as well. I'm like, come on, give us something good. But then there's like the whole idea that I've heard too, that after the secret wars, they're going to actually reboot everything again. And some of the people will become, who are branching over. I know like, why are we going to do that? That's what I keep hearing. There'll be a big reboot after secret wars. So, and then the Kang dynasty thing, apparently they're going to lose. I hear that rumor too. Like they're going to fight a council of Kangs and they're going to lose the Avengers. And that's going to lead for the secret wars. These are all rumors out there. But again, it's maybe it's someone's ask about someone's ass and they're just hoping for it. But it's, am I, might not be but i the council of kings i've heard a lot i feel like that is the route they're going we've seen it already in ant-man quantumania it makes sense of course we have the jonathan majors factor they haven't addressed yet which we'll see uh how that plays out that's another whole thing i'd say wait and see you know until the court case is done marvel won't say anything until that's over with because why would they you know why would they they already got him cast and been, been shot and already loki too so like why would you say anything about it? just release that see what happens then make a big announcement about moving forward if he's cleared you know that's all you can do or yeah, or if he yeah. goes to jail they they just cast denzel washington and move on that's all i gotta say so from jail <laughs> see you from jail 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people walk, they're making a shoot that jail. You know what I mean? They have the actors come in. He's just behind like bars the whole time. Hey, there we go. <laughs> oh I would crush you if I could. <laughs> yeah. I can't reach. But, but <laughs> it's maybe time. Yeah. But I think though, this is, this again is, I think it's good news that they're actually saying something about the X-Men because they've really been quiet about it besides Deadpool and fans have been wanting to know. And again, I think it comes down to that clause that they couldn't recast all these people without casting the original actors. And so they're going back and forth. Like, what do you do? And that's why we got Patrick Stewart back. You know, that's what we got Hugh Jackman back. We'll get everybody back in this Deadpool movie. They can probably, because that's who they have right now. They have to use, and they don't want to just, you know, breach that contract and pay these people anyways. Might as well pay and put them in the movie. So it's exciting times. I think it is. I mean, honestly, now that WGA strikes going forward, there's actually some probably some real rumors coming out there pretty soon. And not just people <laughs> speculating and hoping and wishing and, and loving life and be like, oh, this is what's going to happen because no, nothing was happening at that point. Stuff's still not happening, Paul. It's still not happening. We're still waiting to see what's going to happen, right? Uh, yeah, nothing's nobody's actually shooting anything so like any kind of deadpool 3 rumor sabrina i know you love that you're waiting for it because your boy ron Reynolds is in there but every kind of rumor we're hearing about that we're not going to know until they get back to shooting the movie and then maybe some stuff will come out but then again maybe we just sit back and wait for that movie to come out and watch it in theaters you know maybe we just do that and stop speculating but well we wouldn't be here if, we, if people just did that right <laughs> we wouldn't be here <laughs> uh what a queen uh, say yeah, you know, uh, what, what's the point of having you know, <laughs> movies if you don't speculate constantly <laughs> right yeah, but i mean i'm just saying like for you to be for them to be like oh we're gonna put we're gonna be accepting pitches for x-men like fuck all, i don't care <laughs> like what about the 19 other things that you already announced you're doing like why don't we focus on those like it's just i don't know I, it just seems like oh it just i, I don't know it's i feel like it's stupid in my, I just in my opinion. good movies like if you yeah. Have, yeah like you're saying like if you've got uh, fantastic four coming out shouldn't we concentrate on that more you know just that's what i mean yeah. It's like, you know, you, you, they, but they have all these things slated, you know, that, that, you know, they, they made a freaking big announcement about oh, phase fucking five, whatever the fuck it's called. You know what I mean? So like, focus on that. Like, let's work on that. Let's not talk about how you're bringing writers in to pitch for uh, an X-Men series. Like, I don't know. It just seems stupid. Well, this is one, one of my, saying, one of my like, favorite scenes. Yeah, they're showing uh, right now uh, the the scene in Quicksilver. That That's wasn't my point. that long Ooh, ago. Aviation I mean, Gin. Deadpool still got Wolverine coming out in Deadpool three. So I mean, we got a long ways before X Men come to the big screen, and it's going to be something unique. And yeah, I, that's what I'm saying, I, Paul. My hype isn't there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not. I think there's a lot more X Men that are going to be in Deadpool three though. Like yeah. it's going to be, be X Men laden. So I think it's stupid, like that they're even like. I mean, I, I don't know. I, you could sure you could hear pitches all you want all day, but like you're the only people that know what goes on in Deadpool three. So like I don't know how that's even relevant. Like it's just I don't know. I guess if you're resetting it, it doesn't matter. It just seems weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, we'll just have to wait. We'll have to wait and yeah. see so again cool. with the original costume. Yeah. The yellow, yeah, yellow Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. There's there's a, the yellow Wolverine photo out there too. It's yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've had it. We've had it up on the show before. Yeah. It's, it's epic. I wish I had it right now, but yeah, but I, I'm, I'm super excited about it. I really am. I think everybody is because people are pitching stuff. And a lot of times those ideas aren't that great. It's like what I just heard. They're actually moving forward with is a Barney movie. And that leads me to our feature story. Oh, night. let's get it. Come on. So 
There's a Barney movie coming, everybody. Now, I know there's an animated version coming. We talked about it before, but there's an actual Barney movie coming. And the Barney movie now, it's not going to be for the kids. It's apparently following suit with Barbie. Barbie did so great. Mattel was like, let's push this Barney movie forward. And they were trying to do this since 2019. And it just has kind of fallen through the cracks multiple times. Of course, there was COVID. That probably delayed it. And now Barbie came on. did so well. They're like, all right, we're ready. It's Barney time. So they announced this. And uh, it's too early to know all the details. But they say they're working out. But it's going to be a fresh approach that will be fun, entertaining, and culturally oriented. But they're saying it's not going to be an odd movie, which like that's some weird terminology. Use. It's not going to be an odd movie, but they did say that we're learning. They're learning that it's going to be about. Okay, okay, everybody listen. To this. Okay, okay, it's, <laughs> it's it's about millennial angst of the property rather than the fine tuning that is for kids, right? It said it's going to be really for a play for adults. So it's only for adults. Not that it's going to be R rated or anything like that, but, but it's going to be. Adults are super into fucking Barney. I know. So they're going to focus on the trials and tribulations of being thirty something and growing up with Barney, just to the level of disenchantment, and then you're you know mixed with. Reality, and they all say it's going to be surrealist. I, it just seems like they're going to go adult. They say it's like an A24 type film. Barney A24, think about that, put that together, and that's what you get for this movie. So, ah, the new generation, they said, a new generation of Barney for a new Barbie. Barney for a new generation of people. But, like, why are we uh, doing For a new generation of adults, if it's not for kids, like, it makes no sense. But, like, making it like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is it going to be like, because Barbie, Barbie did a whole thing where they changed. I mean, it is a kids' movie, but there is a lot of themes in there that are, you know, very adult oriented and when i heard this i'm like what's this gonna be like that's what's that what's that movie that's smoochie death for smoochie death, death, death to smoochie that's a smoochie yeah that's already your adult barney movie right there are they gonna try to like do something like that or are they gonna try to make it something that's totally different that's i mean like what do you do with this how do you make barney like relatable to adults these days and make it was it be dark barney is it gonna be eating people i will imaginary barney like is it gonna be like a wilfred thing where barney's <laughs> in this person's head and then he's walking around and barney's doing some fucked up shit like venom behind him and he's like don't do that shit like i don't i don't know what are we gonna do with this like how do you make a barney movie that's a24 based that's adult based that's i don't know not kid based what do you think paul are you excited about this i mean no but <laughs> <laughs> um here's the thing i years ago i would never thought a barbie movie could make a billion dollars and be good i never in my life thought that would happen and yet right it did and I think I think you when it comes down to it, the script and the story, if if it's good, it's good. If they can make a Barney movie that touches on all the things that we love for, you know, like you said, death is smoochie and those things, maybe just not yeah. that dream. It could be interesting. I, I I'm open minded to it. Um on the surface, until I hear anything about the film, I'm not interested too much. Um I, I I just I think that I'm gonna go with an open mind and and if things come out with the trailer being appealing then I'll I'll be wanting to check it out. Oh yeah, there you go. That's that's the kind that's, of film we want. Uh, that's what we're getting right. Barney's on a rampage. I personally think <laughs> Death of Smoochie did it perfect <laughs> for me anyway. I love Death of Smoochie. I love the idea of uh, just kind of exploring the dark underbelly of kids shows. You know that's that's interesting to me. I don't know what this is going to be. It could be something completely different. But again, I always go back to Barbie. And if Barbie, a story about a doll can be made well, then maybe a Barney movie can be made well. We'll see. I, I, 
maybe i mean and that's the thing they were able to get a good director you know a great writer they get all the all the right people involved with this and maybe it'll be fine maybe they'll find a way to make this work I, maybe maybe the wilford thing with the way they'll go they'll have it just be an imaginary character that does maybe he's not imagined maybe he's a symbiote from space you know becomes a dinosaur or maybe he finds a dinosaur maybe he finds a real dinosaur and the dinosaur's eating people he's got a hype dinosaur away in his like basement or something like that i don't know i mean there's a lot of rots you go with this but i, I feel like the idea of barney being like what it is it's like, it's like I love you, all that shit. Like, I, I just feel like the, eh, I don't know, to make it adult theme. I don't know. It gets kind of in that way, the poo great. Like you said. I am. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> it gets in that territory like the Winnie the Pooh, you know, where like, Winnie the Pooh is like the, the blood and honey, gets into that world, you know, we're going to go that route with it. I don't know. Sabrina, do you think that's kind of the route they'll go? It's A24, suspense, horror. Do you think you see it being that way? Or are they going to find a way to keep it? They said it's not going to be rated R per se. I think they'll find a way to make it work and it will be a billion dollar movie just like Barbie. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. I don't. And that's it. Uh, uh, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't like. As Paul said, like obviously, you know. Right now, my uh, my impression of what you just read uh, is a hard no. Uh, however, I uh, do love A24. They always do some weird, fun shit, uh, some original shit, which you know we desperately need in uh in hollywood um so you know yeah open mind for sure absolutely reading this i i don't it, does, it doesn't seem like it could remotely be on on par with what what, what happened with barbie i think that was a like kind of an anomaly and i feel like mattel is now they, they want to make a hot wheels movie and they're they're doing like all these other you know properties robot who are those robot idiots brian <laughs> no, there's like robot ones uh, Not the Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yes. Yeah. Terrible idea. They're also doing a Howie. I thought that movie was good. I didn't see it. It didn't come out yet. Oh, yeah, Rock it did. Uh, it was uh, Real Steel. Yeah. No, you're, no, you're right. Real Steel. One. Real Steel was I know, good. We, but... we said that when it did. This kind of reminds me, though, if you make it fucked up and weird, like like Happy. Do you remember Happy? Yeah. Happy was yeah. fucking great. First season of Happy was amazing. Second season, not as good. But first season was amazing. Um, uh, What's his name? Maloney. Christopher Maloney. Yeah, yeah he's so epic. good. But, right? With the, but they had those, like, blob toy things, and he was, like, a child guy, but there was also, they were kidnapping children. It was, like, a whole the squishies thing. squishies or something um, like that. Or yeah, that. totally. I don't I remember this banana splits, though. Dude, they've been trying yeah, to do that for so I know, long. They're, they're trying to. So long. It's it just never happened. The Transformers Queen of Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that too. But no, the, the and, based on the toys, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, I don't even know what that is, but apparently it's a Mattel toy. But since Barbie was so successful, they started like, you know, they're they're trying to, you know, move into this world of like making toy toy movies, you know, movies based on toys. Or I mean, you know, this is a little bit different, obviously. It's not based on a toy, but um I babysat uh, a lot when Barney was popular. And there is, I mean, I just that song makes me want to like slam my head against the wall. So I'm, I, I love yep, you. yep, all that. That's all happening. Really it's a lot for me. It was like Taylor Swift and Beyonce to do that. that uh, well, I can't wait. You know what? That's gotta happen. That's gotta be, happen. Be, can they do a battle? Can they battle it? Who sings it best? Yep. Um, I just want to read something. Let's see really yeah, quickly. Like a dark I up, I, yeah, I put it up on the screen, but like I couldn't really. Uh, like a real tone. So apparently the story behind the woman who made Barney is fascinating and tragic, and uh, the psychology is interesting. I didn't read that word for word, but you get the idea. Apparently her son murdered someone, and her husband then committed suicide. So that's, that's super tragic right and nuts. That's a but, movie. It, but says nothing in the description that says it's going to focus on 
her or that. It just, it's very vague. And it says it's not going to be odd, which immediately makes me think it's going to be odd. Okay. Well, maybe she got the inspiration from Barney from her son's imaginary friend who's actually killing everybody. <laughs> and it's in the kid's head the whole time. And so that's why this is all going down. I don't know. <laughs> Tie him <Wow>. in somehow. <laughs> yeah. I'm that's, sorry, I was uh, reading that. That's uh, an idea. <laughs> that's a way to go. Idea. I just don't know. I just it just seems like it's going down this like really weird rabbit hole that I don't think they would make a billion dollars off of. I mean, maybe the idea of the family could be good, but then it's not really about Barney as like they did with the Barbie movie. It was about Barbie. You know, it was really about Barbie and the uh, rock'em sock'em robots. Like I told said before, that's they're doing that. And it's not real steel. It's just they're making a rock'em sock'em robots. Yeah. Which I said on the show before, I'm like, that is real steel. And they it did is. it well already. Why are they touching it again? Like, but they're just doing it. The Hot Wheels of J.J. Abrams are doing that. And now they're doing this with Barney. So Mattel just, you know, they made a billion dollars on this one movie and they think, let's just well, go crazy. They have two fucking tankers where they lose money. And then they're, we're going to see where we're at with Hot Wheels and freaking. But isn't Hot Wheels like someone like a, a huge director? Isn't it's it? It's like... J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Yeah. He's Why developing it. Away for that. That's how insane that is. What? Hot yeah. Wheels? I know he's been developing uh, for a while. Apparently, they should if they make it like Talladega Nights. I might be in. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I would, I would love it's like the sequel, but it's Hot Wheels now. Let's just oh, throw them both in there. Get Ricky Booby back. <laughs> Let's do it. But I'm just like Isla Barney. This seems like Mattel is just stretching. They, they again, they saw money there. They're gonna like, we'll make more money off all of our fr- our little like action figures and our toy line and to me i'm like just I, I guess it's an original idea but not i don't know it's not a reboot but it is i uh, just again I, i'm about the, the he-man and the let's get he-man going let's get freaking uh like the masters universe let's get the freaking uh, yeah. uh better cats funny thunder cats has been that, so long that, that came up and went down so many times the masters I, of the universe i know i know so many times I mean, I mean, the original is awesome. It's awesome. It's it's good '80s cheese. You can't go wrong with it. You're gonna watch Terrible. a movie. It's just like Flash Gordon. <laughs> Terrible is no, right. so, so is Flash Gordon. Terrible. I, I don't. <laughs> Terribly great. Terribly great. <laughs> yeah, everybody had Rock'em Sock'em when they were young, right, Ty? Where we get the uh, the what's uh, what's the, the pig one where they're the, the where they smashing the pigs oh, and they're eating yeah. the. Hungry, hungry hippos. When's that coming? We're doing hungry, hungry hippos pigs. next. They're hippos. Oh, that's hippos. Yeah, I'm sorry. They're hippos. <laughs> I'm I'm like the pigs. <laughs> we want that next. And that'd be it's going to be, there'll be mutant, like hippos eating the world and, you know, shooting off balls around every place. I don't know. But this is, this is where we're going with stuff. And uh, because now the writer's strike is done, I we're going to have new stuff coming. Finally. A hungry hippo marble when I was a kid. That must have not been fun. My mom was not happy. On the other end. Anyways, I everybody. I, <laughs> we were playing and I just grabbed one and shoved it in my mouth and she was like, don't you, what the fuck? I was like, sorry. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, the toys are dangerous, everybody. They may be don't live action marble. now, but they're still dangerous. So be careful, beware, do not swallow the hippo ball. Don't do it. Hippo <laughs> balls are not for you. There he is, GR. <laughs> hungry, hungry hippos. Thanks, GR. Yeah, but this is this is where they're going right now. Mattel's gonna keep dominating the world now. They're hoping that they're gonna make box office gold again with Barney. I don't know if I believe it. We'll wait to see more details coming forward. Very early development, but of course, it's not gonna be for your kids, everybody. It's gonna be for you, the adult that played with Barney's and watched him when you were a kid. Now it's twisted. I don't know. We'll see. 
Anyways, everybody, thank you so much for being here on Cruise Control tonight. I know it went by pretty fast tonight, uh, but yeah, there's lots of stuff happening, and I'm excited to see where we go. We'll have updates on the on the nego nah, negotiations going forward. W, w, I always want to say WJ now. SAG after now. <laughs> that's done, Brian, with SAG after and AMPTP. Hopefully that's coming more news on Wednesday. Wait and see. Anticipation deal at the end of the week, and hopefully everybody gets back to work, and we don't have to worry about anything. We get some more entertainment for you and everybody out there. I can't wait to get back to work, everybody. Come on. Right, well, Paul? It's time. Also, you guys watching, can you do, a, do us a favor, please, uh, and hit the like button right now? That would really help us out. Thank you so much. I'm yeah. sorry. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for the people who come back all the time. Thank you so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. I think we're at like 618 subscribers now. So. I believe so. Thank you so much, everybody. Keep, keep those numbers going up. Thanks, Love guys. it so right much. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Oh, sorry. Paul, thank you for coming back on Cruise Control tonight. I appreciate you, as always, man. Always a pleasure. Love chatting. Love chat with you. Yeah, yeah. We'll have you back. So everybody check out Film Bets. You can check out his trailer reactions. They're also doing kind of the same stuff we're doing too. Check it out, Paul. It's stuff. It's awesome. You can find him on Film Bets on YouTube. Go out there after this. Watch some of his videos. We definitely appreciate it. Support a friend of the, friend of the show. Support him. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lorena, thank you so much for being here as always too. Appreciate you. Of course. I appreciate everyone in the chat. Queen yeah. Amazon of the Panico Way. Thank you for Hi. coming back, everybody. Tracy, all of y'all. Love to see you in the chat. Keep coming back. We got more stuff coming this week. We'll see you on Wednesday. A lot happening then. But you know what? Until then, please like and subscribe, everybody. Join our Patreon if you can. Comment, comment, comment. It goes a long way. I love talking to you after, you know, after the show. It's great and all that. And tell you, you gotta tell everybody, tell your friends, your family, your uncles, your aunts, your cousins, nephews, grandmas, grandmas, great, 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 great grandfather's dog who subscribed to Cruise Control back in the day before he even had a fucking channel because he knew it was coming and he started the channel. And I love that dog because he inspired me that day. Tell him to watch Cruise Control. All the animals in your house, your cats, your dogs, your lemons, your, your fucking chinchillas, the lemon, lemon. I don't know what the fucking lemon is, but your, your leopards, the snow leopards, that fucking snow leopard that snuck in the backyard during COVID that buried a hole and he disappeared for a while and he came up over the wintertime. Tell him to watch Cruise Control. The mailman's puppet that fucking like, fucking digs at your dog and punches him and loves him and then hugs him and kisses him. I don't know what the fuck that shit is. Tell them like Cruise Control. Hello everybody, like Cruise Control. Share, share, share. That means a lot. We'll be back on Wednesday as always, everybody. Thank you so much as always. We love you. We love you. We love you. Love you. Yeah, Have sir. a great night. And uh, Thank you guys. Until uh, Wednesday, everybody. See ya. He was on fire today.